0: Hi, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Welcome to Tumble, the show where we explore stories of science discovery.
1: Today, it's our last favorite old episode for you, because we are starting on season five of Tumble on October 4th.
0: We can't wait to share the first episode with you. But until then, enjoy this episode about how the moon came to be and what would happen if it never existed.
1: See you on October 4th with a brand new episode. Before we get to this
0: week's episode, we've got a few things to take care of. First, we want to let you know that our audio course is finally out on Himalaya learning. The Wildlife of Your Home pod course is a 10-episode series that will train you to become an indoor wildlife investigator, a rare kind of scientist. You'll learn about ecosystems by discovering the unknown creatures you wake up with every day. It's available right now on learning.himalaya.com tumble. If you enroll now, you'll get a free 14-day trial on the Himalaya Learning platform. And next, we got some new patrons to thank. Roland, Bridger, happy belated birthday on August 2nd, Bridger. Your dad loves you and loves all the adventures you go on. Isaac and Aurora Lang, Ian Skinner, Aaron, Holly, and Charlotte. And Charlotte, happy birthday on August 15th. Keep learning and asking questions. Your mommy loves you. And also Cleo Chan Testa. Keep learning and shining and happy birthday on August 21st. There are also some more not new patrons with birthdays coming up. Persephone Schmitter, happy birthday on August 14th. Leo liked Gould, happy birthday on August 15th. Your parents love you and are so grateful for you. Catherine, happy birthday on August 16th. Emma Kay, happy birthday on August 21st. Mom and dad are always so proud of you. Julian Butel, happy birthday on August 21st. Thanks to all of you and to everyone who supports Tumble on Patreon. If you'd like to get a shout out like these people or get a happy birthday wish from yours truly on our podcast, just go to patreon.com slash tumble podcast and pledge at the $5 level or higher. Once again, that's patreon.com slash tumble podcast. Hi, my name is Andrew, and I'm eight years old. My question was, what would happen if there was no moon? Lots of people take the moon for granted, like me, but not Andrew. One day, uh, I just thought of the moon, and I wonder what we would do without it and it's just like this big round ball
1: of cheese the moon is actually not made out of cheese you imagine it would
0: probably go bad and smell really bad
1: (laughs) we'd smell it all the way on earth
0: (laughs) indeed we would but i think andrew knows that
1: what i think would happen is i think there would be no waves
0: yeah so we know the moon affects the tides like how the waves come up and down on beaches
1: and it provides light at night.
0: Don't forget werewolves. They would just stay in their human form and we'd never know they were actually wolves without a full moon.
1: Seriously though, what would happen if the moon didn't exist? To get the answer, I went outside and found a rocket scientist. So we're sitting here in Barcelona in the middle of a plaza, and can you tell me your name and title?
2: Okay, my name is Mikel Sureda, and yeah, I had a PhD on space propulsion.
0: You didn't just find a rocket scientist walking down the street.
1: You're right, I didn't. <laughs> I emailed him beforehand, and we decided that the easiest place to meet was at a cafe on the plaza near our house.
2: Okay, so what did Mikel say? Okay, this is a very interesting question. So first of all, it's completely clear that without the moon, uh, right. the Earth would be a, com- a, a completely different planet. So the Earth would be completely different? That's a bold statement right there.
1: Yeah, the moon isn't just Earth's casual friends. It has a huge influence on our planet.
2: We are attracting the moon because the, the Earth is a big planet and is attracting the moon, and that's why the moon is going around the Earth. But in the same way, the moon, the moon is attracting the Earth and exactly with the si- with the same amount of force.
0: So the moon and the Earth are like BFFs,
2: best friends
0: forever.
1: Yes, and gravity has kept them going strong for many, 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 many years. And because of that gravitational attraction, the moon plays a really important role in our everyday life. So not just every night? Every single moment. Miguel broke down what would happen if we didn't have the moon.
2: The more easy answer is we would have no tides or no uh, that big tides, but they're are other consequences. So Andrew was right. Mikkel said that there would be no big tides.
1: Yeah. The oceans are a huge mass of water on our planet. And the moon's gravitational pull makes the tides big. But if the moon disappeared, there would still be waves because our sun also pulls on our water.
2: We would have tides, but they would be about a third of the size that the one we have now. So
0: if the tides were like 75% smaller, that would have a big impact on surfing.
1: And ocean life and ocean ecosystems.
0: Like all those sea stars and tide pools would have to move a little closer to the shore.
1: <laughs> Take their little knapsacks on their backs. I Guess
0: there's no moon, guys. <laughs> Time to move in.
2: So what are the other consequences? The day would be really, really, really shorter because the moon has been stopping the Earth. The rotation of the Earth. So probably the day would be maybe only five, six hours long. Maybe one hour of school per day and one nap per day. I don't know. But but life would be very different. Whoa. Only one nap per day? I couldn't deal.
1: The point is... The moon plays a big role in controlling how Earth rotates on its axis. The axis is that invisible line from pole to pole that our planet spins around. It's tilted at 23 degrees, consistently, day after day, never changing.
2: Without the moon, the rotational axis would be wobbling. Like, chaotically, maybe from zero degrees to 90 degrees, which means that uh, sometimes the coldest part of the Earth will be the poles, like now, but sometimes the poles will be, like, the hottest parts.
0: So without the moon's gravitational pull keeping us stable, we'd just be one of those total mess planets, never getting its life together.
1: (laughs) I know, and that's what satellite friends are for, right?
0: Keeping you on your axis.
1: (laughs) If we didn't have the moon, we'd have glaciers in the Sahara Desert and desert in Antarctica. Plus, our seasons would just be all out of whack.
2: So we can say that the moon is kind of a climate regulator. Without the moon, the temperature and the seasons on Earth would be chaos.
0: I could imagine that would have a pretty big effect on animals and plants, like... If you couldn't plan migration patterns, I mean, there wouldn't be a pattern. You'd just be running around all over the surface <laughs> of the Earth.
1: Yeah. And Mikkel says without the moon, there would be no humans. Well,
0: that's too bad. Why? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Scientists think that the moon helped create an atmosphere where life as we know it could evolve.
2: Maybe there will be life, but not the kind of life we have now. And, uh, surely no human beings.
1: Wow, so we really owe our existence to the moon, in part.
2: Uh, Absolutely. The Earth is the right size, in the right place, and with the right satellite, with the right moon, which is just incredible. I mean, yes, that's incredible. But
0: how did we get this perfectly sized moon? And how do we know all this stuff? We are
2: not sure why we have this strange big moon. Oh, so we just don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. He's saying that scientists are not 100% certain. But there are a lot of theories or hypotheses. The most commonly accepted one is is called the Giant Impact Theory.
0: Ooh, that sounds like a good band name. (laughs) (laughs) I know.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's really cool. So the theory goes that four and a half billion years ago, when the solar system was the solar system version of a baby, the Earth lived in a much more dangerous neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Lots of gangs patrolling the street, beating up on smaller planets. (laughs) Travelling the mean orbits of our solar system.
1: I mean, basically, the Earth was cold, rocky, and it was getting hit by anything and everything in its path. Until one day, everything changed. The Earth collided with a huge planetary body about the size of Mars.
2: This collision, it could have been in many different angles and with many different velocities. And almost all of them, they would have not created a moon, but by chance this collision was with the right angle, right velocities. So it made the moon?
1: Yeah! This planet-like object called Theia basically smashed a huge chunk out of the Earth. All the debris went swirling around and around together, caught up in Earth's gravitational pull. Some scientists argue that there might have been two separate collisions within two days, but the end result was that the debris came into a ball and formed our moon.
0: Did scientists just make it up because they like smashing big things together? I mean, that's fun. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there's actual evidence to support
2: it though, right? The first thing that uh, supports this idea is that when we went to the moon and we were able to send back rocks from the moon, they analyzed and they realized that the composition of the rocks on the moon is kind of really similar.
1: When astronauts were landing on the moon back in the 1960s and 70s, they collected rocks to get clues about how the moon was made.
0: I thought those were just cool souvenirs you could have.
1: Me too, (laughs) honestly. But it turns out that the moon rocks have a very similar chemistry to the rocks found on Earth.
2: You say, yeah, wow, look at that. The moon is kind of similar or the same uh, material than the mantle of the Earth. And then you start thinking, okay, maybe it, it comes from there.
1: That gave scientists an idea of how powerful the impact would have to have been to cut through the Earth's crust and pick up bits of the mantle beneath it.
2: It was not just a scratch on the crust, it it, it, it kind of destroyed the Earth itself.
0: Well, that sounds kind of intense, but how can we really say that that's true?
1: Well, you can run computer simulations, or models, of what the impact would have looked like.
2: Looking at the impact and the physics of the impact, it really works. Science normally it works with not with the last, but with the best theory we have so far. And that's kind of what, what we are thinking now.
0: So he's saying that at any point, someone could propose a new idea of how the moon formed and we'd rewrite that story you just told.
1: If they have good enough evidence, Mikkel is a big supporter of going back to the moon and getting more rocks to give us better clues.
0: But we know for sure there was a time when Earth didn't have a moon.
1: Right, and we also know for sure that the moon is slowly moving away from us.
2: Many many million years ago the moon was closer than it's now and, and and actually the moon is just going farther and farther every 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 day.
1: Oh wow, I did not know that.
2: And actually it's moving about 4 centimeters per year away from us, which is it's it's something that we, we can measure. Wait, so the
0: the moon is drifting away, it's leaving us. <laughs>
1: Just the way that things go. Over hundreds of thousands of years, it means that the changes we learned about at the start of the show will actually happen.
0: Tides will get smaller, days will get shorter, and werewolves won't have as much time to hunt. Poor werewolves. (laughs) But how do we know this is happening?
2: The first uh, humans that went to the moon, they placed uh, mirrors on the moon facing the earth. So now, from here, we just have to fire lasers to these mirrors and we can measure the distance between the earth and the moon very, very, very pricelessly. So we are seeing this. Oh my God, that is so cool. (laughs) We're
0: actually firing lasers at the moon. Just like, no big deal, just firing a laser at the moon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just checking things out. Yeah, getting that mirror onto the moon was probably the bigger deal. The idea of mirrors and lasers is kind of a simple technology. It's the same that contractors use to measure houses, for example.
0: If you want to upgrade from a tape measure.
1: Yeah, cause we don't have a big enough tape measure to get to the moon.
0: <laughs> this one goes to 200,000 miles. And four inches. Yeah. And then it snaps back really hard. Like, oh,
1: I just moved right out of that distance. We can't know. I think the point is that now is the time to stop taking the moon for granted. It's sort of mind-blowing how many things had to come together when you talked about, you know, the small, small chance that the moon could be made in such the exact way that it was. It seems just beyond comprehension of how we're here right now on a plaza in Barcelona talking about it.
2: <laughs> that's com- and looking at the, and the beautiful uh, moon, yeah, 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 That's 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 amazing. We can say that the universe just made us because it needs someone to understand it. Do you wonder what our planet would be like without something important? <laughs> like,
0: what if we had no sun or no oceans? How would life be different? Thanks to Mikhail Sureda, rocket scientist, science communicator, and lecturer at the Polytechnical University of Catalonia. Also thanks to Andrew for his awesome question. Sarah Lenz is our editor.
1: I'm Lindsay Patterson and I wrote and produced this show.
0: And I'm Marshall Escamilla and I make all of the music. Thanks for listening and join us next time for more stories of science discovery.